The John Morris Show, episode 149. Hey, John Morris Show listeners. You may not know this, but I record the full video of each episode of the show. So if you want to access the full video, or you want exclusive access to my source code library, or you want access to exclusive courses like PHP 101 and Lightning Responsive, or you want to download my exclusive website templates, or you just want to support the show you love, click on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, to become a supporting listener of the show for as little as a dollar a month. If you want to help out the show, you can leave me a five-star review on iTunes, share the show with your friends, subscribe, all that good stuff. Either way, thanks for listening. The John Morris Show. Your life on code. Ladies and gentlemen, John Morris. Hey, so this might be uh, the ugliest website ever. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about here. But hey, everybody, welcome back to the John Morris Show. JohnMorrisOnline.com. Now, what I'm referring to is you should have seen some of the first websites that I built. I sent I sent this out in... Uh, my my newsletter the other day which by the way if you're not on it yet you're missing out johnmorrisonline.com right at the top you can sign up to the newsletter with daily tips that i send out and you also get access to my free php course so head on over and do that but i sent this out and and was talking about some of the first sites that i built oh my god you know i i hear from a lot of people who are worried that they don't you know they're not good enough yet and I'm going to give you a clear example of how you very likely are. So I'm going to tell you where to go and how you can look at this here in a second. And again, it's an example of how you very likely are already good enough to put yourself out there and go for it. And when you see what I did and where I was at when I put myself out there, I think that'll, uh, I think that'll be obvious to you, even if you don't think you're that good yet. But before I get into all of that, are you someone who is confused about where exactly to start with this whole web development thing? So there's so many different paths that you can take. There's all these different languages that you can learn. You, know, you can do freelancing, you can do corporate gigs, uh, Silicon Valley, startups, big tech companies, what skills to learn, on and on and on. And as you look at it, as you're new to web development and you sit there and, and look at what's before you, it can kind of leave you frozen with uncertainty, not really sure what exactly to do. Or even worse, like I was, you can be trying all sorts of different things, going 100 miles an hour and really getting nowhere because you're not really sticking to anything because you find out it's not really what you want to do. So like I said, I did this at first and it nearly caused me to quit. In fact, there were a couple times where I, I basically kind of took a break. Uh, I, I gave up, so to speak, for a little bit and then came back to it. But in all of that, going through all of that, which is very, very different. The, the way the landscape is now, the way things are now is much, much different. And I don't want to be the back in my day, but it's just a reality that 10, even just 10 years ago, things were much, much different. So going through all of that, I discovered something that I think a lot of people today just don't necessarily get because everything is so much different. And I believe it gave me a clear vision of the steps that you need to take in order to get the career that you want. So I'm going to clear all this up today. I'm going to clear up that confusion. And I think in the process, open your eyes to a couple things. The first one is how you can probably get started much quicker than you think. And I've talked about this before, but I want to go into it a little more in depth in this. And I, and I think by showing you what I'm going to show you, that, that part of it will become obvious. The other thing that I think uh, you're going to see as a result of this is why you don't really need to worry about uh, how technology changes. We all know that technology is changing fast. There's always new languages and things coming out. And it could be a little scary to think about where things are going to be 5, 10, however many years from now. And you can start to worry about if you're going to be able to keep up and all those sorts of things. And so I think after you hear what I'm going to say today, you won't be as worried about that. That no matter what technology comes along, what shiny new language, that you can continue to succeed no matter what. That what's important 
doesn't change as much as you act, as you think it does. But before I get into all of that, I want to ask you a favor. So I kind of mentioned this at the end of the last episode. I'm going to throw it at the beginning of the episode <laughs> this time. But I get comments and emails and and all sorts of communication, Facebook messages, Twitter, all the time about people who say they love the show. And I I really, really appreciate those. And definitely don't stop sending those that 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 encourages me and keeps me going. But uh, I also want to ask you to to go on over to iTunes and rate the show over on iTunes. And the reason is, is that's a more, oh, what's the word? Probably sticky way of of supporting the show because those ratings help me to kind of move up in the different rankings that iTunes has and ultimately expose me to more developers out there who are looking for this kind of information. And I think maybe could stand to hear a few of the things that I have to say. So if you're someone who's, you know, messaged me and said you like the show, or if you're someone who hasn't and just, you know, is kind of a, a silent listener but likes the show, if you wouldn't mind going over to iTunes, johnmorrisonline.com slash iTunes will take you to the iTunes listing. I think you have to actually be inside of the iTunes app on your computer or your phone or whatever. But if you could head on over there, Again, johnmorrisonline.com slash iTunes and leave me a rating and review. I'd really, really appreciate that. All right, so as I mentioned at the top, you, know, you if you had seen some of my first few websites, you would you would laugh. Now, fortunately or unfortunately, a lot of those, they just don't exist anymore, so I can't really show them to you. But there were several different ones, and I'm going to I want to pull out some of the craziest ones. So one of the first ones I did, I created this site. This was on my own. This actually wasn't for a client, but I created this site called Coupon Madhouse. And the idea was, it was kind of like a Groupon before Groupon. So, and it was like a local version. So I had, I was working, it was at the time I was working for the the pizza place that I worked at. And he, the the manager there and I had kind of noticed that couponing worked really, really well. And so I got this idea, what if I built a website? And so I had built some stuff for them where they were able to offer coupons online. And I got this idea, what if I went around to the local businesses in my area and I got them all to offer online coupons and I created this site where people could go, you know, consumers could go to get these exclusive coupons. And then I kind of started dreaming about, well, I can make it a paid membership site and so forth. And so I had all these ideas about about where it could go. and idea wise it probably wasn't a bad idea cuz groupon came along you know later and and has done really well but i i remember i had this vision of what i wanted it to look like and i don't know why but i had this header graphic that i was working on and it was it was like this big i was trying to create these two big top tents with like this clown in the middle like this idea of madhouse <laughs> i don't know what i was thinking but I spent weeks on it and the cl- for the life of me and it, it should be obvious now but I, the cr- clown was just really really creepy. And so I could just never get it to look the way that I wanted and I ended up giving up on it. But it I mean if you had seen it it was horrific. So that was one of the first ones that I did that was uh, an idea I had. Another one I did for a local pizza place, the one that I talked about that I was working for and it was looking back on it now. It was kind of straight out of the '90s, you know, the Times New Roman font. I, I had picked this ugly green color. The green was in their color, but the one I had used, I don't. I just wasn't very good at. I didn't know how to get their color, so I'd pick this really ugly green color that just looked like puke. And I just look back on it. I'm not sure how I thought that that was a good idea, but. The one that you can act, again, that one doesn't exist anymore, but the one that you can go and look at that you can actually see is my own website, johnmorrisonline.com. So if you go back, if you go to Wayback Machine, it's waybackmachine.com, it's an internet archive. It archives different sites and keeps snapshots of them. So if you go back to John Morris on, and you type in johnmorrisonline.com and go back around February of 2012, the stuff before 2012, all the, the style sheets, information is gone so it's just tech stuff but go to about t- february 2012 
you'll see exactly what I'm talking about, just how ugly that site was, especially the top part, the, the kind of header graphic. And the thing to when you're looking at that to, to keep in mind is that was only four years ago. Now, in internet years, four years is a lifetime, but in regular years, it's really not that long. So uh, it's kind of embarrassing for me to think about how I thought that that site was okay and just how far you can go in a really, really short amount of time. So just go ahead and take a look at that 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 website and see what I'm talking about. When you look at it, it should be a kind of lesson for you about how quickly things could change. And it should be reassuring. Because I know a lot of developers who shake like a leaf when they think of putting themselves out there. Whether that's taking freelance clients, whether that's applying for jobs, whatever it is, they get really, really nervous and scared. And it's because they be- they believe that they don't know enough yet, that they're not good enough. Well, when you go to Wayback Machine and you look at my putrid ramshackle failure of a website from just four years ago, that should be some reassurance and that that you've got this, you can do this. Now, one of the things that I talk about all the time is you know, we, we, and we're going to get into this when we're talking about the, the list of or the, the, the skills that you need to learn in order to, to get into web development, the, the actual paths that you can take or that you need to take. But and, and soft skills and marketing are a really important part of that. But we all know that technical skills are at the core of it. They're not everything. They're not the end all be all. They're often not even as necessarily as important as people make them out to be because most people make them out to be the end all be all. But they're still important. You still have to have the technical skills. So if PHP is one of those skill sets that you're wanting to learn, then I have a free, I mentioned this earlier, I have a free PHP course that you can take. You can head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash learn PHP and you can sign up for that course completely free and it'll teach you kind of the ins and outs of PHP. I call call it kind of the beginner's guide to PHP. So Again, head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash learnphp in order to access that course. All right, I'm going to take a break. Coming up in the main segment, I'm going to get into what skills you need to learn in order to to become a web developer and, and have what you need in order to start putting yourself out there and really clear up all the confusion that you might have. Plus, later on, we're going to get into some of your questions that you've Ask me all that coming up. You're listening to John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. You know, one of the big mistakes that I see a lot of developers make is they make learning how to code much harder than it has to be. For example, I see a lot of developers who think the list of skills that they need to learn to master PHP is pages and pages and pages long. It's not. Now, I've said this before, and I will definitely say it again, but there's a foundational set of skills that you need to learn in order to be functional as a PHP developer, meaning that you can execute on projects and get paid. This is the fallacy that is so prevalent in the PHP developer community, that there's this ideal set of skills that you have to learn And that you have to be the absolute greatest developer in the history of mankind in order to be able to get paid to code. You don't. You simply need to be able to execute on projects. I talk about end results all the time. You need to be able to deliver end results to clients. Because that's ultimately what they want. But when you focus on these foundational skills and learning only those first, the things that will allow you to execute on projects, what you realize is that you can start getting paid to code much faster than you probably ever thought because you haven't set this idealistic, unattainable bar for yourself to reach before you allow yourself to take paid work. You can start now when you can execute on a deliverable, when you can complete a a single project, when you can create a contact form or a business website, when you can execute on that, you can start. And you can start then building 
the life that you wanted that you got into this all for the in the first place instead of continuing to slave away at some job making somebody else rich anyway you can learn these skills in my free course the beginner's guide to php which you can enroll in at johnmorrisonline.com/learnphp and it's going to teach you these foundational skills so you can get started right now. Again, it's a completely free course that you can take at johnmorrisonline.com slash learnphp. Don't wait on this. Head over there right now and get started building that life. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. So as I mentioned at the beginning, I want to get into, I, I get asked this a lot. This is a question I've recently been asked. I've had it listed as, you know, I have a survey that I run and, you know, a lot of people listed this as their most pressing problem. And it's, what do I need to learn? It's at the beginning of all of this. What are the skills that I actually need to learn in order to, you know, to be able to do this kind of career? And the thing about it is, you know, most careers that you might go into, they often have a kind of defined or a well-known set of skills that you need to learn. So if you want to pour concrete, you know, I worked construction for a number of years when I was younger. And if you want to pour concrete for a living, there's just a <laughs> narrow set of things that you need to learn in order to do that. Okay. And it's, it's fairly well known. There's not a lot of mystery to it. You know, or if you want to become a mechanic, there's again, a well, I've never been a mechanic, but I imagine there's a fairly well-defined set of things that you need to know or a teacher, etc. But with web development, it's not so clear. And a big part of it is because there's so many different paths that you can take. And there's so many different languages that you can learn. There's so many different things that you can do. It's kind of hard to have a well-defined set of skills to learn. And it's hard to know at the beginning what it is that's ultimately going to work for you. And so it can be confusing. And the really uh, kind of bad part or devastating part of this is that not getting clear on this early can be something that causes you to waste a lot of time and a lot of years trying to figure it out. And I think is the source of why a lot of people ultimately give up on web development. Either they're running 100 miles an hour, kind of getting nowhere, and they just get fed up with it and they move on to something else. Or they go down a path that they think is what they really want and end up finding once they get nine tenths of the way down it, that it's not really for them. And so they, they, they end up just saying, forget it. I'm not going back through all that. And they go to something else. Now, the, and the thing is, I can relate to this. I, I, I know how this feels because I've been through this and you know, when I when I first starting started learning how to code, or when I was growing up, I was a jock. I wasn't I didn't come from a big tech family. One of my older brothers was into computers, but he was not the sharing kind, <laughs> so to speak. So I didn't pick up anything from him. the The most I got from him was he would write computer games for our Apple One Twenty Eight, right? So he learned how to do that. I would play the games. You know, I mean, that was the extent of it. I never. You know, he never taught me how to code anything. I never spent any time talking with him about it. He, I probably barely talked to him. He was much older than me. Uh, but I, I just, it wasn't something I picked up from him. And he was the only one in our family. My parents weren't into it. So I just, growing up, you know, we were all jocks. When I first got out of high school, you know, I worked construction. I did some sales jobs. But you know, most of my early life had nothing to do with technology or the internet or any of that. I was like everybody else. It was this new thing and I was just, I was consuming it. And when I first kind of started getting into it and decided I was going to try to learn it, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have a dad or even my brother. He really wasn't into programming at that, at that point, especially web development. Still isn't to this day. He's more of a network guy, but you know, I didn't have anybody there to guide me. And this was, you know, roughly around 2004. So there wasn't a lot of the stuff out there that's out there now. And when I first made the decision, I was actually deployed to Iraq. So uh, internet access was difficult. 
you know, and back then there was no Udemy, there was no Linda. Matter of fact, YouTube, when I first started, didn't even exist. It came, it was created shortly after that, but even then it wasn't like this big, huge thing with all these tech tutorials. So even when, even YouTube, when I first started, didn't, didn't exist. So I spent a lot of time trying to answer the what should I learn question. And I would spend, I remember I spent hours a day just on Google, scouring the internet, trying to find tutorials, trying to figure out what tutorials had the most up-to-date and current information. I mean, you've probably experienced this yourself, even today. Well, imagine it uh, like 10 times worse back then. So again, I spent a lot of time trying to answer this question and it was frustrating. It was annoying and it, it caused me to nearly give up. So I've been to that spot. I know what that feels like. But as I mentioned before, what I discovered in all of that and going through all of that was it it was like a light bulb that went off for me. And I hope that it'll be one that goes off for you as well, because it gave me very extreme clarity once it clicked for me. And it's the reason why, if you've been listening to the podcast for any amount of time, I don't ever worry about how fast technology is changing. The new language is coming out. I, it's not something that I spend a lot of time worrying about. Or, you know, like I said, the shiny new language that everyone's raving about or that this or that language is dying that people like to talk about. Because I know, I believe that when you see the full scope the honest full scope of skills that you really need to learn in order to make a career out of this and succeed in web development. As I mentioned at the top, I think you'll two things will happen. One, you'll see you can learn this a lot faster than you thought. And two, like me, you won't worry about that kind of stuff. Because you understand you'll understand that technology is just one small part of it. And so I want to get into this and I want to reveal to you this full scope of skills. And I want to be honest with you uh, and tell you the truth about what it really takes. Now, again, that's not to make it, oh my God, this is going to be so overwhelming. A lot of this stuff you probably already know. A lot of this stuff you probably already have to do no matter what you do. But when you see this full scope of skills, you understand again that technology is only one small part of it and that the skill set that you have there is probably is you stop trying to make it do too much. You stop trying to make that part of it do more than it's supposed to do. And you're able to focus on the full scope and realize, hey, this isn't a lot different than something else that I might do. So let me let me get into all this. So as I said, I started learning web development when I was deployed to Iraq. And as you might imagine, the internet access over there you know, around that time in, in 2004 was not great. It wasn't easy to come by. Matter of fact, I think it was satellite. They, they used satellites to <laughs> stream the, the, the internet over there. So you can imagine it wasn't the greatest speed and all that. And the only way we had access to it was through an internet cafe. And so you would go to this internet cafe that had like 10 computers, this makeshift thing. Uh, in a warehouse and it would have like 10 computers and you most of the time would stand there and wait in line for probably a half hour to an hour and to get onto one of the computers because everybody else wanted to use them and you'd be able to access the internet in 30 minute increments and so that's what I would go do and I had I had met this guy online I'd actually bought some of his stuff online which Back then, a lot of people, there weren't a lot of people doing that. It's not like it was today. It is today. And so it was kind of this unique thing. And so I got to chatting with him and kind of through his support. And he was talking about what he does. And I got interested. And so I started looking into it. And so I was going to the internet cafe, going hopping on the computer in 30-minute increments, searching all over the internet, trying to kind of piece this all together myself. And like I said, there was no Udemy, there was no Linda, there there was there wasn't even a YouTube at that particular time. There was no, you know, big instructors out there that were teaching or blogging about this. Really, this was before uh even I'm not exactly sure when WordPress was created, but before it was as big as it is now, before blogging was a big thing. 
Like there was just trying to find this kind of information was very, very, very difficult. And so I spent, you know, in 30 minute increments, I would spend hours. I'd spend most of my free time over at the internet cafe trying to figure this stuff out. I was searching for tutorials, all of that stuff, just trying to piece together like a list of what do I need to learn? What do I need to know? And like I said, there, there, there just wasn't a ton of people out there that were talking about this kind of stuff. And so I had to, to figure it all out on my own. I had to piece it all together, kind of piece by piece by piece, and go through it, actually learn it through experience. And while it was difficult, I think it gives me an advantage today because it gives me this untainted, is the word I would use, view of what what's going on in technology and what to do. And by that, I mean, I'm, I didn't, there was nobody telling me, feeding me information. So I didn't get one side of the story. I didn't get some know-it-all that was like, oh, you have to do this or you have to do that, right? I learned it all by actually doing it, by firsthand direct experience, by working with clients and looking and seeing, okay, this is the stuff, I've done this how many times now, and this is the stuff that I always end up doing, right? And so, again, it just gives me a kind of an untainted, I think, clearer picture of what's happening, because now today it's the opposite. You have so much information being thrown at you. You have so many people telling you what to do. You, you don't know who's right. And frankly, I'm, I am a part of that. But hopefully, through, through everything that I've said, I, I, I will gain your trust and you'll start to understand or you'll start to believe that the, the, the path I'm sending you down is the clearest, most direct path you can take. It's not based off of my prejudice or my know-it-all-ism. I really do care about giving you the most direct route. and. Again, a, a big part of being able to see that comes from the fact that I, I pieced it all together myself. And so what I discovered is that I believe that there are three categories of skills that matter. Now, the reason I talk about categories of skills is because when it comes to the technical side of things, I can't tell you what to do. I can't tell you what languages you should learn. I can't tell you what you're going to enjoy building. I can't tell you what kind of clients or what kind of companies you're going to like working for. There's a ton of personal preference that goes into that. Okay, so I can't tell you that. But what I can do is I can give you a framework for figuring it out. I can help you walk through the steps and the right questions to ask in order for you to be able to figure it out on your own. And so when we break it down into these three categories of skills, you'll start to see that framework and how you can piece this together yourself. And I believe that knowing these, these categories and the right questions to ask and the right things to search for is more important than what you necessarily fill in for each category. Okay, because it gives you the big picture. And for a lot of you that are confused, it's not the details that are missing. You think it's the details, but it's really the big picture that's missing. It's having a view of the landscape of what's going on and where you fit and what's going to be right for you that you're missing. And that's what I want to give you. So it's kind of like having the basic roadmap of how to get from a point A to point B. Right, you have a general direction, a general route you're going to take, but you have to decide, you know, exactly which roads you're going to take here and there. You're going to have to decide where you're going to stop, where you're going to fill up with gas, where you're going to eat, if you're going to stay overnight, etc. I, I can point you in the right direction, but you have to fill in the details of it. But once you have that direction, it, it 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 you can get really really clear and it becomes a lot easier to figure out what it is that you really want and and you can fill it in based off of your strengths and that's going to be a key kind of thread as we go through this all right so what are the three categories well the first one is the obvious one it's the hard technical skills that you probably are most focused on now 
the big problem here is people try to make this do too much. They make this the end-all be-all. They think that this is all that matters. And it's not. There's two other categories that are just as important, maybe even more important than this one. But you still have to figure out the, the kind of technical side of it. And so, again, this is just the coding, the, the actual code, the languages that you're going to learn. And as I said before, I can't tell you what language to learn. I can tell you what languages I enjoy using, but it's based off of the kind of the kind of the type of work I like doing, the clients I like doing it for. That all ha plays a huge role in the languages that are going to be important to you. Uh, you know, and and when I was going through, I I mean, honestly, I spent way too much time on this part of it. Most developers probably spend way too much time on this part of it. You right now are probably spending way too much time on this part of it. This part of it is really the easy part. This is the part that should go the quickest. But we overthink it. And I've talked about this before, but what happens is we get into this long list of sk skills. I need to know all of this stuff. And it's really... It has to do with a lack of confidence, trying to fill in this this hole, this lack of confidence with skills. That's never going to work, by the way. You'll just keep, you can, that thing is bottomless. Okay. But it, it again, it's this long list of skills kind of syndrome. And the key as you go through the technical side of things, as I mentioned in my last episode, which if, if you knew the show and you haven't listened to my last episode and you're curious about this part of it, Go back and listen to the last episode because I hammer this. But the key word here is end results. Okay, and you may have heard talking, me talk about that before. Again, the last episode, I really make that clear. But the kind of questions that you should be asking here are, first and foremost, I think, what kind of work do you want to do? Okay, so what role do you want to play? Do you want to be a freelancer that's working with clients? Or do you want to be someone who works full-time for a company? Do you just want to get kind of a regular nine to five job, but it be in IT and just be a part of a team? Or do you want to build your own app? You want to build the next Facebook or the next Instagram or whatever. You kind of have to sit down and think about that because the the answers to the following questions really depend heavily on which one of those routes you're going to go. Now, you can do a little bit of all of them. But it's important to pick a main one. For me, freelancing is my main one. But for a lot of people, it's a full-time job is their main one. There's other people where building an app is their main one, and then they use the, 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 the job or freelancing to kind of support them while they build this app. Okay. Now, again, it's not, it's not what is going to pay the bills. It's what do you want? What is your dream? What is what is your the thing that kind of inspires you and drives you and motivates you? Is that, again, more in the area of freelancing, more in the area of a job, or more in the area of an app? You need to sit down and figure that out first. Once you do that, then you need to think about who you're going to serve. Who are the people that you're going to serve? So, for example, you know, for freelancing, I, I do freelancing. So... And the people that I like serving are kind of local business, mom and pop shops, you know, just kind of regular people. I'm not really into the corporates, the big corporate side of things. Okay, but there's also the big corporate side of things that you could get into. And so you need to take a look at what you're more interested in because that's going to really help determine the answer to the next question, which is what long what languages should you learn? And really the question is. What languages dominate the market or the area that you've just picked? So if you're going to be doing freelancing and you're going to be doing mom and pop shops, local businesses, etc., guess what? You're going to have to learn WordPress, whether you like it or not. You're going to have to learn PHP. You're going to have to learn all of those languages that you might think or somebody might have told you on the internet are beneath you. Why? Because that's what a big chunk of those sites run on, they're not going to want Node.js or Java or Python or any of that. Most of those places are going to want a WordPress site or a PHP site or a Joomla or whatever. 
that's what they're going to want. Now, if you go the corporate world, it's almost the exact opposite. Let's say you want to get a full-time job at a corporate company. A lot more likely you're going to have to learn Java. And if you're going specifically to somewhere like Silicon Valley, you know, or maybe New York City, even bigger chance you might have to learn Node.js. Now, if you're doing freelancing for mom and pop shops, you may never have to touch Node.js in your life. Vice versa, if you, you know, go go the corporate world, you may never have to touch PHP or WordPress or any of that. And so figuring out whether you want to freelance or full-time job, build apps, and who you want to serve, the market that you want to serve, answers that question of what languages should I learn. And it cuts out a whole bunch of stuff that you don't need to learn. If you're freelancing for mom and pop shops, you don't need to learn Node.js at first. Now, I say at first, a lot of people misconstrue that. Not saying don't ever learn it. But what you should learn first and focus on first is the stuff, the languages, the applications that you're going to need for the market you're going to serve. And so that's how you go from this long list of skills that you may or may not ever use to a very short list of skills that are exactly what you need to learn in order to deliver for the people that you want to serve. Okay, so that's how you answer that first big question. That's how you fill in that first category of what hard technical skills should I learn? The last thing that you do there, and I advise this all the time, and it takes some convincing for a lot of people, but when you figure out, okay, I need to learn WordPress or PHP, or I need to learn Node.js or Java, you figure that out. You know what skills and what languages and applications you need to learn. Who is the leading trainer or what is the leading course out there that will teach you that stuff? What's the best one? Who's the top? And go take that course. Go learn from that person. Don't get caught up in, I'm going to piece all this together from YouTube and these two. A lot of that stuff's out of date. A lot of that stuff's haphazard. It's based off a singular point of view. It hasn't been market tested. Right? So find the absolute best, most respected person out there who teaches what you need to learn and learn from that person. That's the absolute fastest way to get that part taken care of it. And I am convinced that if you do just those couple things, answer those questions like I mentioned in that order, and you, when you figure it out, go and learn from the absolute best person and not be afraid to invest in yourself, you'll handle this first question much faster than most people. Much, probably, if you've been at this for a while, it'll solve the riddle for you. You'll You'll wonder why you know you'll just be like blown away by how much faster things happen for you right but that's only that's only one part of it maybe not even the most important part so the second category of skills that you need to learn in order to be successful are what i call soft skills or people skills and this has to do with working with clients working with bosses working with co- uh, coworkers all the stuff that if you worked any other job, you would recognize as probably more important. You know, if you work at a at a pizza place, being able to run, you know, the where I worked, we had a chicken fryer and I that's what I did a lot. So being able to run the chicken fryer, the technical skill of being able to do that or being able to make some mashed potatoes, that stuff matters, but if you're really good at making mashed potatoes, but show up 10 minutes late every day, or sometimes don't show up at all, or you're just a bear to work with, right? you're, you're going to get fired. And we all know that, that we, we don't even question it when it comes to that stuff. But for some reason, when it comes to web development, we, we feel like we can just throw that stuff out of the window. That if I'm skilled enough, oh, it's not going to matter. That's, it's not how it works. It's just flat out not how it works. 
Because most of the stuff that you have to do for clients isn't some revolutionary thing that nobody knows. What they're looking for is reliability, communication, etc. And I say this from experience because this is why I failed early on. I had never done the kind of one-on-one client work that you might do or the one-on-one kind of working with with a boss on a big project that, you know, what you your part of it is is maybe a little hard and you have to really deliver. I'd never really done that before. And so and I never worked for myself before. So I was undisciplined. And procrastination was a big thing for me. I think it's a big deal for a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, people who work from home, web developers, etc. We deal with procrastination a lot. And so you have to teach yourself how to be responsible on your own without someone standing over your shoulder. Because even in a lot of these the jobs that you're going to get hired at, I understand there's exceptions, but you're not going to have people standing over your shoulder as a web developer. They're not going to sit there and watch you code. They're going to say, hey, I need this done by X date, and they're going to come back and see if it's done. And you have to figure out how to be able, how to, how to deliver. So some of the most important things that I list under this uh, particular uh, category in terms of skills are, are simple things like honesty, I think is the absolute most important thing, uh, not just with others, but with yourself. It really leads to all of the other ones. So honesty, reliability, communication, uh, I list non-douchery, basically being easy to work with, not being overly difficult about things, uh, being a hard worker, being a fast learner, and being proactive. You probably heard the phrase self-starter, actually being one. Those are the things that matter here. And those are the things that are going to matter no matter what job you're in. And chances are, especially if you've been in a career for any amount of time or you're switching from another career, you know all that. You're looking at that going, oh, well, yeah, I know that. I can do that. I already got that. Well, guess what? That's a big chunk of this. So if you already have it, you're already one third of the way there. So again, that should be some relief some reassurance, some direction, and some clarity about the things that matter. The technical side of it isn't as important as most developers make it out to be. In fact, I would say these people skills, these soft skills, are probably a little bit more important. That doesn't mean that the technical skills don't matter. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. But being honest is more important than whether you comment your code well. Because it's honesty that's going to lead to you commenting your code well. And employers know that, clients know that, customers know that. So if you have these things already, you're already ahead of the game. Because guess what? There's a lot of kids coming out of college who have the technical part down, right? They've got that, but they don't have any of this. And, and that's something they need to work on. And I, and I fr- frankly, I think these things are harder. These things are harder to learn. The third one, then, is the one that everybody... <laughs> immediately scoffs at. But I I label this work getting, the ability to get work. So the ability to sell yourself in an interview or to be able to market yourself to clients or be able to sell the app that you've created. It doesn't matter what you do, you're gonna have to do it. You have to sell yourself in an interview. A lot of these tech companies, even when you get hired, you don't just go into some, you, you don't go into some job, you go into a pool. And then you got to go and sell yourself to project managers to get them to put you on their project. And if nobody's putting you on projects, you're not going to work there for very long. So you have to get good at selling yourself. Uh, And if you're going to be doing freelancing work, especially so. So you can't shy away from this. And this is where we start talking about strengths because this was my big advantage in all of this. Because I had done face-to-face sales before. And I was pretty good at it. I was even promoted to manage my own store. I you know, saved a store that was dying. And so I had learned a lot about what it takes to market to people and kind of dispelled all the myths that a lot of people have about, oh, it's about you know wearing a suit and tie and slicking your hair back. I mean, that actually makes people less likely to buy from you. So, but the, the, the big thing here is to find your strengths and leverage them. That's a, the, the big kind of uh, lesson here is that this was a strength for me and I leveraged it to my advantage. But when it comes to the work getting part of things, selling yourself, marketing yourself, some of the skills 
that you're going to need to learn. And some of these kind of coincide with what we've already talked about. But the first biggest one is how to identify or target your ideal clients, whether those be freelance clients or whether it's a company that you want to work for. Being able to identify who it is that you're going to serve, who it is that your strengths, they want what your strengths match up with the best. There's some, you know, there's some skill to that. And I, again, go back and listen to past episodes. I've talked about this, how to find your niche in web development is one of the past episodes I did that we'll talk about that per that one uh, in particular, but that that's a skill that you need to learn. Uh, how to figure out what they really want. So once you know who you're going to serve, well, what it is that they're really after. You know, as someone who runs a podcast and a YouTube channel and creates courses, this is something I'm constantly doing. I constantly feel like I'm behind the curve when it comes to knowing what my audience really wants. Right? I'm always trying to figure that out. And I've been doing this for a lot of years. And there's there's things I have figured out that I know that people want. But you know, it's a con- that's a constant battle. That's a constant skill that I myself am always working on. But again, it's a skill that you need to learn. Mastering delivering on what they want. So if you're going to be offering freelance services, once you know what they want, being able to create a system where you can consistently, regularly deliver on it in a manner that, that makes people happy, that you communicate well, you do it quickly, they're satisfied with the entire process. They want to come back and hire you again. They want to tell other people about you. Mastering that part of the process is another skill that you have to learn. And again, I've talked about some of the ways that you can do that in past episodes. Then the actual selling part of it is how to demonstrate to them that you're the one for them, that you're the person that they're going to hire. I think sales, all sales ultimately comes down to demonstrating value and that's what if you look at sampling if you look at testimonials if you look at all the stuff that we do to sell stuff ultimately it's about demonstrating even content marketing is about demonstrating value demonstrating that i have something that you would i have information i have knowledge i have something that you want access to it's all about demonstrating value so learning how to demonstrate it not Make it up, not write fancy sales messages, but actually demonstrate to them. Show them firsthand that you know that you can give them what they really want. And then the last one I'd throw in there is how to manage relationships long term, you know, especially as a freelancer, but even in corporate gigs. You know, my little brother's kind of a a wizard of this. You know, he first got hired at IBM. He works at another company now, but he still knows the people back at IBM. He still chats with them from now on. Now and again, my other brother's an insurance agent. This is ba- that's basically what his job is: is managing relationships, and and it's a skill for, you know, a freelancer especially being able to to you know manage those kinds of relationships. A lot of the work that I've gotten has come from somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody that had I had done work for before. So being able to 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 network and being able to do those kinds of things, those are all skills under that category that I think that you need to learn. But ultimately, you can fill these in however you want. But those are the skills that when you just look at it, those are the categories that you're really going to, you have to know the technical side. You have to know how to work with people. You have to know how to market yourself. Those are the three kind of overarching skills that you need to learn how to do. Now, when you look at this, there's some interesting things that kind of come up as you Look at everything that I just gave you. One, you'll notice that two-thirds of the skill set doesn't really change, right? The the soft skills, being able to work with people, that's not going to change. That's not going to go anywhere. And the skills to do it, you know, you might learn new things, but it's not going to change a whole ton. Being a good person, being on it, that stuff's not going to change. So there's some stability there. And again, it's a big part. It's a, I would say at the very least equal third of the three categories. So you have some real stability in one aspect of it. If you look at marketing yourself, that's not going to change. How you go about marketing is based on primarily human psychology. That part's not going to change. Some of the mediums might change. Some of the methods might change, but ultimately the idea of demonstrating value that's not going to change. So there's some stability there. And if you're good at that, again, you can market the technical side. You can, if you 
take the approach that I, I talked about earlier. You can learn new skills really, really quickly that are you know are marketable because you've done the work. You've done the research beforehand. And if you know how to market yourself, you know how to work with clients or, or companies when you get them, then you know you can you can write your own check you can move however you want to move so it's really only the technical side of things that can change and if you have all the other soft skills that i mentioned like being a fast learner being a hard worker all of that you're going to learn the technical side it's the soft skills that lead to the technical side and if you know how to market yourself you're going to be able to get work doing it so, you know, two thirds of this don't change. Two thirds of this have stability. And those two thirds, in my mind, outweigh the one third. Again, the one third, it's not that the one third is not important, but it's not as important as everybody makes it out to be. It's not the end all be all, it's not the only thing that matters. And the other part of it is, if you that that two thirds of stuff, the the soft skills and the marketing, that's often much harder to learn than the technical. There's all sorts of tutorials and courses and all sorts of stuff out there about how to learn PHP or HTML or CSS. Tell me about a course that teaches you how to be honest. They might be out there. Are they any good? Do they work? Can anybody really say that they can teach other people how to be honest reliably, or how to be responsible? Or how to be proactive. It's stuff that you can't really teach. You have to learn it yourself. It's, it's really about a commitment and a mindset. So it's often much more difficult. Or how to sell yourself. Now that stuff, that stuff can be learned. But a lot of it has to do with psychology. And, and, and things that can be difficult to understand. And humans are. You know. We're, we're crazy little things. So you know what works with one person. Might not work with the next. And so on and so forth. So. Those things are often harder to learn. So if you have some of those skills already, you're ahead of the game. And when you get those skills, again, they're going to last you a lot longer. They're going to be more stable. They're going to allow you to be able to survive no matter what technical skill set you, you, you have. Now, the flip side of this is if you're someone who ha already has the technical side of things, you need to realize that you have more work to do, that it isn't the end all be all, that it's not going to trump everything else. That's not going to allow you to be a D bag or be late all the time or be unreliable or be dishonest. You're not going to be able to get away with that stuff just because you have the technical skill. You need to learn this other stuff, especially those of you listening to this who may be coming right out of college or maybe a little bit younger. You know, everybody's different, but a lot of times those skills take some time in the workforce for you to really hone in. You may have been lucky and have parents that helped you do that, but uh, I find more and more that that's not necessarily the case. So those are things that you need to work on. Pretty much every developer I know that's new needs to learn how to market themselves. You need to get over this idea that you're never going to have to do that. You are, and you can learn that. the You can take my advice. You can learn it the hard way. But you know, you're going to have to learn how to do that. So everybody uh, that, that's probably listening to this needs to learn how to do that part. And the thing to keep in mind with all of this is, I mean, honestly, I'm still rounding myself into shape with a lot of this. There are still things that I struggle with. And so realize it's a continuous process. You don't need to learn all of this stuff before you start taking on work. But, you know, you need to have a certain, technically wise, you need to have a, be able to deliver end result. You need to be able to be reliable and communicate well. And you need to be able to market yourself enough to, to be able to get the clients. You know, you, you start small and you'll slowly build. And with time, you're going to get better. As long as you understand what the full scope is, what the big picture is, what everything that matters in this industry, now you have you have a roadmap. You understand that, you know, if I don't get this client, it's not that I necessarily need to go learn more PHP. So I need to learn how to market myself a little better. Or if I make this particular client mad, it's not that I need to be better at commenting my code. It's that I need to communicate more. 
right? It gives you just the full scope of everything. And it gives you a lot more balanced perspective that you can move forward with. And real again, realize, I think that this technical skills you need to learn, that list isn't as long as you think it is because there's all these other things that matter. And their chances are you might be at a point now where you have the technical skill to move forward and you can leverage that other stuff to your advantage. You know, me going from knowing nothing, being a jock, working construction, you know, learning how to code 30 minutes at a time with like almost no tutorials, no YouTube, no Udemy, no Linda, uh, you know, scouring the web for all sorts of going from that, you know, to where I am now, where I work, I do this full time. I work from home. You know, I'm able to homeschool my kids. I'm able to provide for my family. You know, all that stuff, you can get there. You know, and nowadays, the process, the, the time to get there is really condensed. You could do it a lot faster than what, than what I did. You just, you gotta, you just keep plugging away at it. You, you will get there. And hopefully this gives you some clarity of exactly the path, how to go about doing it. All right, coming up next, we're going to get into your questions and, and answers and, and, and answer the stuff that you've been sending me. I got a couple emails here that I want to go through. You're listening to the John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. You know, it's kind of funny. Every time someone uh, joins my email list, I ask them a very specific question. I ask them, what would you say if I could, if I told you I could teach you how to master PHP in the next few months? And I get a lot of interesting answers. Now, I get a lot of people who, you know, they say, sign me up. Where do I start? Let's do this, right? I get people who are a little more skeptical who say, um, it would depend on the details, you know, if it costs, what it costs, et cetera. And then I get people probably on the most skeptical end who are like, well, what does it exactly take to master PHP? And all these are really great questions. Now, let me ask you this, since you're here listening. What if I told you that you could get started learning everything that you need to know to master PHP, all the foundational skills that are necessary to move you out of maybe that job that you're working right now that you don't really like and just get yourself into an IT career. Oftentimes, people do it making more than they were making before. But even if you could just make the same and start doing it in an IT career as opposed to like I used to do, which was wearing my little chicken costume walling around in Greece all day cooking chicken, imagine if you could learn what you needed to learn, get the foundational skills you needed to start that process all for just seven bucks. What would your answer be? I hope your answer would be a resounding yes. Because I know I'm going to go all keep off my grass old man on you. But I remember what it was like when I was coming up. And the option to get all of that training in one place simply didn't even exist at that time. Unless you wanted to read through a 500-page PHP manual, which I didn't want to do. But today, not only is that option available, but it's only going to cost you 7 bucks to get started. So if you're someone who's serious about learning PHP, about making a career in the IT industry, about getting out of whatever you're doing now that you might hate and getting into the tech industry, you don't have to be a PHP coder forever. That's the thing. You can, If you want to get into all the fancy new stuff, Node and Python, and well, Python's not new, but Django and all this other stuff, all these frameworks and everything that's out there, that's fine. But one of the fastest ways to get out of where you're at now and into a, an IT career is through PHP because it's simply the most popular server-side backend language that you're going to find. The job opportunities are huge, and there's companies that, out there that are just starving for PHP developers. Clients out there starving for people who can create PHP applications. So again, if you're someone who's serious about making that happen, then I want to encourage you to head on over to johnmorrisonline.com php. You can start taking module one of my PHP course for just seven bucks. So today, skip the latte from Starbucks, head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash php, and let's get started with your PHP career. 
everybody. Welcome back to the John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. This segment, I'm going to be answering your, your questions. So both of these came to me via email. The first one comes from Henny. And she says, last year I had to leave my husband and I had to, to make a lot of decisions. It was a very emotional period. And somehow your males were very human. You struggling with all sorts of things and always trying to give solutions. Those males just helped me getting my own problem solved. So again, thanks. I, first off, I just want to say thanks for sending me that. That means a lot. That's kind of what I try to inject into the emails I send, the podcasts I do. I try to tell my real experience and not be afraid to talk about the things that I've been through. Because I think a lot of people out there that are new to all of this do struggle. I think there's this period of struggle that we all go through. And I want to make sure and put it out there that we all do go through it. And that you can get through it. You just got to keep, like I said earlier, keep plugging away at it. So thank you for sending that. She goes on and says, but I wonder too, do you have, still have time to do programming PHP yourself? Videos, emails, getting ideas, babysitting your sons. Uh, some time ago, I wondered how you could find time to combine that and sitting behind your computer. And so again, I wanted to... Uh, address several parts of this. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, just a little bit ago, you know, a lot of us kind of go through those, those same kind of struggles. We have those, you know, those same issues that we run into and life happens. And one of the really, really nice things about learning how to code and in particular doing freelance work, why I push a lot of people to freelance work is because it does free up your time. It does make going through those things a touch easier because you're not dealing with going through a divorce and then going to work a job eight hours a day with people that don't understand, maybe you don't, can't stand, or a boss that's putting pressure on you, all, all sorts of that. You don't have necessarily that extra pressure. Yeah, you're still going to have clients. You're going to still have deadlines. But you have that free time to, to be able to kind of work through those issues. Uh, for me, being able to, you know, uh, it's not really babysit, but homeschool my kids uh, is a big part of it for me. And I guess the reason this struck me is because whenever I hear someone talk about their kids or, you know, maybe mention me babysitting or homeschooling my kids, it reminds me of the importance of the, the way through those struggles, which is being able to define why you're really doing this. It's a question I ask myself constantly almost every day when I wake up like as I sit down in front of the computer and I'm about to start working on stuff and maybe I'm feeling like I might start procrastinating and I want to put it off etc ask asking myself the question why am I here why am I doing this and for me the answer all I need to do is glance about 45 degrees and I'll see my answer because that's where my two sons will be and that for me, that's my answer. And it, it it's what gets me through all of that stuff. It's what gets you through those struggles. So as you're going through that stuff, as you're going through those struggles and the difficult times in your life, and you're wondering if this is for you, if you're going to be able to make it, etc. It's good to remind yourself why you're there, why you're doing this. And if you haven't got clear on that, then that's going to be a big source of, of frustration and, and a big part of why you might not be getting where you want to go as fast as you thought. It's because you're not clear on your why. And I know this sounds all, you know, sounds all self-motivation, but it really does make a big difference. When you understand why you're doing it, what it is that really is driving you and you get clear on that, it, it pulls you through all of that stuff. So if you're someone who's been struggling with clarity, someone who's been struggling with being motivated or struggling with procrastination or just have some difficult times that you're having trouble getting through, in my opinion, the solution, the way through that is the why, understanding your why, finding your why, and, and getting clear on that. When you do that, it'll pull you through a lot of stuff. The second then email comes from Jerome and it says, my issue is because of my lack of documented experience, I get in my own way and feel like I'm leading people on, especially when they ask for things I'm not quite familiar with yet. 
some websites I see look really beautiful and I've never been artistic. So I also worry about the look of the website. So this is the, to me, this is the, the, the posture syndrome that, you know, you feel like you're leading people on, you feel like you don't know as much as maybe you're, you're letting on that you do. And you're worried that someone's going to find out that you are an imposter and that you don't, you don't, you're not really as good as what you say you are. And I can tell you that that pretty much never goes away. Right? That we all feel that no matter how far we get, we feel that there's always someone out there who knows more than that and is going to expose us. And the reality is, is there pr- pretty much always is out s- someone out there who is smarter than us. That doesn't mean they're going to expose us, but no matter where you're at, there's always somebody smarter than you. I'm surrounded with some of the work that I do by people that constantly remind me not in a, not from what they say because they're mean but just listening to them speak I'm constantly reminded of and see the people that are smarter than me so I've kind of learned to deal with it that it is what it is you know you're always going to feel that way to me the the kind of the way around it is what I talked about in the last episode which is when you focus on end results when you when you uh, make that what drives you. You make your clients or who you're working for and what they want and their satisfaction, your core of, of what you care about and focus on. This isn't really that big of a deal. Who cares if some random Yahoo on some forum, you know, maybe sees your code or you ask a question and they say you're a noob or they say you don't know what you're doing. Who cares? You know, you have this client over here that you're you're working for, this boss that you're working for, right? Those are the people that matter. And then you being able to look yourself in the mirror, knowing that you're doing the best that you can do. And when you focus on end results, you narrow the scope of what you need to know in order to be able to deliver and make clients or bosses or whoever customers happy, right? So narrow that down. Don't feel like you need to know everything. That's that gets into know-it-all territory, and that what that's what makes them the way that they are. Is they feel like they have to know everything, so they constantly feel like an imposter no matter what they're doing, and it makes them lash out. Again, I went into this in real detail in the last episode, so if you're dealing with this, then be sure to to listen to that episode. But again, focus on end results. The thread through all of this is delivering end results through for clients. It's everything I talked about today, the answer to this question. When you do that, it makes things much, much easier. All right, that'll do it for the show to say today. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, be sure to like it or leave me a review over on iTunes. It would be really cool. I'd really appreciate that. If you know somebody who could benefit from hearing from this, I'd appreciate if you'd share, them that, share this with them. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Also, I want to encourage you to take the 10-episode challenge. I've mentioned this before, but go back and listen to the past 10 episodes of the show. That helps you get caught up. I have I constantly mention past episodes and talk about things that we've talked about before. So getting up to speed with those things helps you to, to stay on the same page that the rest of us are on and helps you to decide, you know, hey, is this something that I want to just subscribe to long term? All right, so take that 10-episode challenge and go head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash podcast to see all the past episodes, to see all the links for subscribing on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Android, uh, SoundCloud, all of that stuff. It's all over there uh, at johnmorrisonline.com slash podcast. All right, thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next time.